Hey everybody, thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Ethan Cole. This is an opportunity to shine the spotlight through the product lens on some of the exceptional leaders we have as part of the LA tech community in an unedited, one-take organic conversation. We have a special episode today. This is part two of our conversation with Daniel Shaw, the co-founder and CEO of Autumn.co, which is an end-of-life marketplace that helps bereaved community members manage their life after loss. There were just a few extra nuggets that came in in our after talk, and uh, I thought it would be valuable to share with everyone. But before we get back to Daniel Shaw, a word from our sponsors. We're brought to you by Unida. Unida Club is the co-working space that sets itself apart. With locations in El Segundo, Manhattan Beach, and Hermosa, Unida is where creativity flourishes. Unlike traditional offices, they provide an inspiring environment where ideas can thrive and businesses can grow. With Unida, there's no hidden fees, flexible terms, options for dedicated offices with an unlimited access to conference rooms, a photo studio, a podcast studio, plus standard and 3D printers and 24-7 access to any of their locations. Their local champions who support neighborhood businesses open their event spaces to nonprofits and celebrate art, music, and culture. Join United Club and experience co-working like never before. Learn more at www.unita.club. We're also brought to you by the Product Managers Association Los Angeles, available at pma.la. They are the largest professional organization for product designers in LA. With more than 3,000 members from over 500 companies, they host monthly meetups, organize the Product Leader Council, and have a mentorship program where they connect working product managers with students from underrepresented groups to build a better, more diverse next gen. To learn more about PMA, go to pma.la. To learn more about the mentorship program, go to pma.la slash mentorship. And now, here's some more great information and tidbits from my after talk with Daniel Shaw. From your perspective in the, the early stage startups, where do you see branding playing out? How important is it early on to have the branding would you say, and there's no way you can replace the other stuff, but for me, it feels like a competitive advantage to have a background in branding as you're in this early stage startup world. It's a good question. I I think that the majority of the VC startup world would properly argue that it's not as important as Mm. one thinks. And that's because you know, the only thing that matters is traction numbers and you know, like that MVP needs to just prove the thesis right? and branding and tone and all that is, is for, for growth. Okay. Um, and I agree with that. I think get to know as quickly as possible, build quickly, iterate, figure out what the business is and then, and then move. The difference is the category. I think had we done that without having done the diligence to make sure that we're set up for success hmm. and even just at the beginning that we can be seen as an approachable sort of, um, sort of, you know, again, subject matter expert for a really taboo subject yeah. required that we had a, l- a little bit there. So, uh, and I guess maybe I'm biased because it, it, it's something that is just ingrained in my yeah. DNA to, to do well. But um, no, I think we felt like we had to do at least a little bit to ensure that we're set up for for, for that because without it, um, I don't think you get people feeling comfortable engaging. Um, or, or it seems very, um, uh, or, or sort of 
not altruistic. You're, it seems like you're really trying to sell something. Yeah. But again, the category is really, dare I say, corny. There are, there are a lot of things out there that just are very over the overtly like you know funeral ish. I don't know, for without having to make fun of specific companies. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, you make a good point. So, like, I feel like at this point right now, if you had an AI company, they don't care anything about branding. It's just like they're just interested in what it does. But in in certain circumstances, where to your point, it's it's a taboo subject. So, the approach is really important. I mean, the approach is what will help you get that lift, but that will help you get the attention. Yeah, I'm also of the sort of school that it's very difficult to separate product and marketing. You know, mm -hmm. I come, and, and, and that's the spiel I sort of, my mantra was was literally my job at, at Widen, right? That if brand marketing is what you say, then digital marketing is what you do. And and, the, and that line is sort of the same, different side of the same coin. And, and are so integrated more and more that you you can't think of one without the other. And and certainly some startups, I think, need to take a couple steps back once they reach product market fit and then need to, to reevaluate what it is. But again, in this category, I thought we, we had to think simultaneously in order to be successful. Um, and, and, and so that's why we sort of focused on it. Uh, but again, it took me, we were, we were building the company. I had raised on a fake name <laughs> and, and told everyone, it's like, this is not what the name is going to be. I don't know yet. We were building for months uh, engineering in wires because I couldn't do art direction without the name yet. Huh. So, so actually, we had to decouple a lot of uh, our production because I, I, it took time to figure out what the hell I was going to call it. That's awesome. Um, what uh, what are the, the what are the biggest challenges that are autonomous facing right now? Yeah. So we went to market by focusing on the demand side. Marketplaces are tricky. Two users, two products. Um, you know, I raise some money, but not a lot. And I don't have any staff. It's still just me and my co-founder. Right. Alex is a brilliant technologist. And I'm lucky because he actually has also a very eclectic background. So we can do a lot ourselves. Um, he, he, in a former life, he was a world-famous drum and bass DJ. And really? And tra traveled the world. Yeah. And so because of that sort of creative background, he's a really good designer. And so he's this developer where we can... You know, you know, I'll I'll do some wires or some prototyping in Figma or whatever it is, and and he then transposes that to a good, you know, art direction UX experience and and, and codes it himself. Wow! So um, we were able to build our previous business together by just sort of tapping, you know, trusted contractors, freelancers that we knew from you know, from working in the industry for the last twenty years. Right. Uh, and we and we built the initial um, launch of Autumn in the same way. So it's still just the two of us. I say all that because um, uh, we had to focus efforts just on, on, on the demand side. Cause I think in any marketplace, there's a lot of debate of like, what's harder, chicken and egg, you get supplier or demand. I've read a couple of things that have changed my opinion that at the end of the day, it's always harder to get the demand side because suppliers want to sell. And if there's an opportunity to do that, you just incentivize them to do that. Yeah. Um, and, and so we went to market focusing on building that better guidance product. Cause currently when you search for this information, you're getting verbose editorial top of funnel content it's impossible to parse and more difficultly not localizable because again this, this this process is very specific to where you are and who you are and so by building out that product we wanted to prove that we can get people efficiently through the door such that we can of course convert them to leads to the for, for these businesses um so if you know in a couple months got twenty thousand people to use the product with low cost paid search and wow. seo and some product-led growth levers we have an invitation tool on, on the platform 
because again, there's no easy way to tell people where to go or how to help. It's right. Gauche to send a paperless post for a funeral or an evite, you know? And so we want to build in a new behavior for that, though it exists just fragmented. And when people use that, you know, we get spikes in traffic, it's sort of the way Zola went to market, right? They started as a registry, but they really got compounded growth when they allowed the couple to create a website that then goes out to hundreds of people. Uh, and death and weddings are very similar in that respect. Um, so we're doing all those things, but I scraped all the suppliers just to prove liquidity, to do it quickly and cheaply. But I'm pre-revenue. So in order to prove that we can really build the business, I'm now onboarding paying customers. So we're building all the supply side tools. So to do that, it's just additional work, additional time. Um, and, and of course, uh, in this market, raising capital is really tricky. So right. sort of just really focused on being as efficient as possible and doing the things that don't scale to prove the network, prove end-to-end -end conversions in a focused market we launched nationally. Uh, and hopefully early next year, we can raise a seed round with all that information. And there you go. A few additional tidbits from my conversation with Daniel Shaw. Again, I was speaking with Daniel Shaw, the co-founder and CEO of Autumn.co. I'd like to thank him again for being on the show. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Unida and PMALA. I'd like to thank you all for listening to us. And if you like what you hear, please smash that subscribe button. And we'll catch you next time. Mm -hmm.